loaded with MSG. It's the Relevant Podcast. Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere. It's the week of August 18th, 2008, and this is The Relevant Podcast. The Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is Adam Smith. Greetings, everyone. Maya Strang. Hello. And Lloyd Kinsley. Hello. Coming up in the podcast today is a special treat. Uh, Well, this is a horribly sad podcast with a special treat thrown in to um, (laughs) To temper the sadness. Right. Um, This is Adam's last podcast before he leaves for New Zealand. And uh, to say goodbye, we have a special segment where Kara comes back and Jesse calls in. And it's Adam, me, Kara, and Jesse reunited for Adam's farewell yeah, episode. And then Boys to Men are coming in later to do <laughs> a live set of End of the Road. Yes. Ah, oh, nice. Or exactly. Sex Me Baby. Uh, I think that they're going to do both because they're going to want to get it back, you know, get us back feeling good after mm. End of the Road. Gotcha. <laughs> Lloyd and I got kicked out. We yeah. were not invited. Yeah, to for, the, special for section. boys to men. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> it got a little too sensual. <laughs> <laughs> this is me and Adam's in the sweaty room with boys, yeah, with to, men. boys to men I've standing in the corner, singing. my pants still from last week. <laughs> There's some candles lit. We've draped the podcast studio in velvet, and boys to men are just in the corner singing. It's a special moment. You'll yeah. want to stick around for it. Good thing we don't do that video podcast we were talking about. <laughs> uh, so, first up, uh, before all that, entertainment releases. Uh, we have a number of CDs coming out in stores on Tuesday the 19th. Uh, the Academy is... Dot, dot, dot. Is coming out with <laughs> Fast Times at Barrington High. The Academy is what? I have to know! <laughs> yeah. If I was them, I, every album title would finish the sentence. Exactly. Yeah, that would be, that'd be clever. Yeah. It would be. They're not. The Dandy Warhols is coming out with Earth to the Dandy Warhols. See, if I was them, I would just call the album Earth to the, or Earth 2. Earth 2. Yeah, that would work perfectly. These people, Hmm. they just don't think. They should run it by us first. Fiery Furnaces with Remember, uh, that would be a Bible reference. It would be. So, what I would say is, you know, the album would be called Three Hebrew Children in the... (laughs) (laughs) Juliana Hatfield with How to Walk Away from... Uh, (laughs) It should be called Juliana Hatfield and McCoy. (laughs) It's Juliana Hatfield with How to Walk Away. Human Highway with Moody Motorcycle. That's something you could ride on the Human Highway. Karina uh, with First Love. I know a Karina. She wasn't my first love. I I really have nothing for that one. Likey Lee with Youth Novels. There's a lot. And I'm only a third of the way through the list. Wow. Lucky Lee. Lucky Lee, who is at uh, Lollapalooza. And Did you remember. like he? I didn't, we didn't see, uh-huh. didn't see her. Uh, Makeup Breakup with We Prefer We Prefer Not To. 
Oh, that, that is not. Nice. Well we done. prefer not to dot 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 is technically the title by makeup and breakup. No, makeup that's breakup. good. That's good. Bingo. They've they've got the comp- concept. Uh, Nelly with brass knuckles. Ra Ra Riot with the rum line. Uh, I don't know what that means. What's rum? R H U M B. Anything? Got anything? Mm-mm. The rum. Rule like rumba. Rumba line maybe. Rumba. Perhaps with perhaps stained with the illusion of progress all right stained is back <laughs> this this is actually what this album is for them it's the illusion of progress at least they're self-aware Ouch. starling electric with clouded staircase the stills with oceans will rise straight line stitch with title tba <laughs> strawberry weed with caesar's systems or system and station with a nation of actors uh-huh her with common reaction the walkman with you and me and ludon wainwright the third with recovery good lord wow. a lot of stuff coming out yeah apparently this is the, the time that they release things so they're popular in the fall yep right and then you buy them for christmas interesting movies coming out on friday august 22nd we've got i serve the king of england i do <laughs> except there isn't tense. one right now it says i served the king of oh, england. i thought he said i serve we don't have a king obviously uh we got death race all right. I also do. <laughs> Got House Bunny? Not so much. Uh, crossing Over. Uh-huh. It, it shows a very old Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Well, Harrison Ford is very old. <laughs> it shows a very old over. one as if it's a, a futuristic. <laughs> so, in other words, it shows Harrison Ford. Yeah. It shows Harrison Ford looking his age. Yeah, doesn't he doesn't look anything like Indy. No. Holy cow. Yeah. How'd they do that in Indy then? Well, no, just, did you notice in Indy, the minute they put him as a teacher with like the suit, he looks he old. He looked but like you really old. That hat, Not man. this old. Look at that picture. Good grief. Yeah, he looks like Harrison Ford's grandfather. He's getting wow. up there. He's in a Honestly, yeah, but how's he on Indy? But he's so in that, that character. I think it just makes him carry himself younger. Botox. They Could filled be. in the crease wrinkles with Botox for the filming. Huh. Does Botox wear off? Yes. yes. Okay, note to self. <laughs> he actually looks kind of like Chris Cooper in that Yes, picture. he does Alright, well that'll do it for Entertainment Releases Up next, Slices You're listening to The Parlor Mob. The song is Everything You're Breathing For. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that would be. Mine is really... Life? Every, Existence. Yeah, pretty much just to oxygenate my blood. <laughs> That's I'm I moving. That yeah. song is to oxygenate your blood. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Manchester Orchestra with Golden Ticket. Well, they Run home, reference. Charlie. What? Run, Run straight home, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now with slices for the last time. Here's Adam. All right, I probably brought one that's it's it's not that great. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is your legacy, you dude. That, exactly. Yeah. No, I did think of that. Uh, it was paralyzing, oh. and thus, you know, you get this. So you, uh, you guys have heard of the uh, um, "I Am Rich" app on the uh, Apple Store, I right? Have. That was up briefly. Basically, what no, was I didn't. okay it was this? It was this application. I posted a slice on the website the other day that went up on the iTunes uh, 
iPhone app store. And its sole function was to show people that you were rich enough to afford it, right? And all it was was a little icon that would show up on your home screen so that when you took it out, people would see that you're rich and you could afford this thing, right? How much was it? $1,000. Shut up. $1,000. Now, he Apple, Apple bought it. Apple quickly took Eight? this down. Yes, but, that and that's the crux of this, Eight oh, people sorry. in the time, <laughs> within the first 24 hours it was available, eight people bought this thing. Um, like, I think it would actually be cheaper to just hire two poor people and wear them as shoes. You know, like, yeah. if that's what you want to get across to people, they uh, should, like, hey, they should I'm name rich and you're not. Wow. You know? Well, you know, it's like that uh, Christmas Carol movie where the ghost of Christmas present is that gluttonous fat man who wears With the, the green velvet robe. hiding. Yeah. And yeah. he opens his robe and he has two little poor orphan children hiding underneath it. Exactly. Jail if now. you want to show people that you're very rich, just hire poor orphan children to cling to your legs. <laughs> You know. I would I would say that Apple have every right to just display the eight names so that people will find them and just ridicule them. <laughs> well, well I, but here's what well, I don't get. Well, it's a free market economy we live in. Why is that? Why would they block the purchase of that item? You know what I mean? Um, it I doesn't think, exploit anybody. Well, the yeah. the problem is that people started. You know the. Eight people who bought it, bastions of intelligence that they were, started writing back to Apple like, oh, I, I bought this and it doesn't even do anything. It's like, well, it told you right in the description that it didn't do anything. And then someone was saying, I, I clicked on it just to, you know, as a joke, and my wife had it set up on the one-click purchase, and it bought it, and it took the money on my credit card. I didn't expect it to. So it was ca- causing all this hubbub, and it just got absolutely torn apart in the blogosphere, you know, about, like, what kind of person would actually buy this. Personally, it was an artist who made it, and what I'm wondering in all this is if the joke is really on us, you know, and if he was actually trying to take a jab almost to Apple at the iPhone becoming such a status symbol yeah, yeah. that it really, you know... You know, I, the iPhone, I think, is fairly affordable and fairly, uh, it's an economical investment, but it, it is kind of a status symbol. And, you know, they're those people who flash their iPhones all the time. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore, because bucks. everyone has them, right. you know. But early on, there are people who liked to, <laughs> every, every American everyone who matters <laughs> has one. Now, um, early on, there are those people who like to flash their iPhones. I'm wondering if this artist is actually through this trying to take a run at that kind of that kind of attitude of like hey here's this you know status symbol that basically you have just to show people you're rich you know? which is good because he's made an artistic point and he's eight thousand he for the richer thousand dollars so <laughs> so but so did good he? for you pal yeah he would have well he banked uh, out of it he somehow banked fifty six hundred which I'm guessing Apple takes a cut from the the apps in the store so sixty forty so yeah sure so yeah he made fifty really six hundred dollars off of it maybe sixty five thirty five I'm yeah. gonna but stop, I'm gonna stop developing all those apps I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> $5,600 is nothing to sneeze at in 24 hours. Mm. <clears throat> huh. Of course, you're going to have to sell a lot more apps than he did. Yes. My slice is actually a little scary considering how much... Scary slice? Scary slice! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I brought the uh, posh slice, actually. <laughs> Yours had better be about sport. Oh, <laughs> well, I got his baby. Baby slice. All right. Well, my scary slice um, is scary to me because I've been flying more this in the month of August, and this you went to Lollapalooza. I went to Lollapalooza. Going to go to Washington D.C. Out to California. 
Is this going to, to frighten Florida? me? Is it this is. going to frighten you me? You need to talk to your pilot before you get on your plane and go all the way to New Zealand. Because apparently the airlines are restricting the costs, the amount of fuel that the pli- pilots can actually put in the planes to be like where it's really, really close to where they might actually run out. That sounds like a really sensible choice. Well done. <laughs> yeah, just so they can save a couple bucks. Thank you, airlines. But Cameron and I can speak to this because when we were delayed coming back from Lollapalooza, the third time we had to go back to the gate. When we were when we were leaving Midway, is uh, apparently thunderstorms were descending on Chicago and tornadoes. Right. So they sent us back to the gate. We were about to take off. They sent sure. us back to the gate. Torrential downpour hits, and then we get back in the plane. And, and the guy's like, we are going to jump to the front of the line. We'll get out of here. I mean, this is after a multi-hour delay mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get to the front of the line. So he gets up there. He's like, we're number two. Waits about 10 minutes. We're not moving. He says, he comes on the PA. He goes, um, because of storms to the east, they're rerouting us to take a route to Orlando that goes over Kansas City. And he goes, oh, well, that's a sensible route. Right. And he goes, <laughs> from Chicago. Well, we don't have enough fuel to do that. So I have to go back to the gate and add right. more fuel. So we got out of line, went back to the gate, added more fuel, then get back. And of course, we're in the back of the line. And it took forever to take oh, off. Man. We're wow. like four and a half hours delayed wow. at this point. Wow. But so this exactly what she said. That I mean, just going out of the way a little exactly. bit. Exactly. He, he didn't just have just enough fuel right. to, to not there. careen into the ocean. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that makes me feel great. Especially yeah. since, you know, I'll be flying thousands and thousands of miles over open water. Right. The reports from the pilots between 2005 and 2007 tripled that they did not have enough fuel and said more than half of those flights were Continental Airlines. Ooh. Think twice before you book. Yeah, seriously. Well, what makes me feel good in this whole thing is that uh, on the way to actually from LA to New Zealand, uh, I'm flying a Qantas carrier. And if you guys will remember from Rain Man... Qantas has never had a crash. They did have a 747 recently with uh, like pretty much a, a garbage truck sized hole in the fuselage, but it made it. So I defy you to show me another carrier that can have an enormous hole in the fuselage and still make it to its destination. Qantas just in the last th- three or four days had another emergency landing. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't crash. Right, but they're the only airline to have two emergency landings in the last week. That means that they've gotten everything out of the way for the next 15 years. Not to mention, when did Rain Man come out? 1989. There we go. But they they actually, they still haven't had a crash. Qantas still has never had a a plane crash, but they have had... they have had a huge hole erupt and rip out of the side of the plane. And they had another 747 grounded for... uh, like failing a safety inspection. But that probably means they're under so much scrutiny right now that they're really going to get their act together. Please, dear God, let them get their act together. <laughs> You'll be fine. Close to get to New Zealand, the eagles will, f- will fly with you. That's true. If, <laughs> if anything happens, then you know Gandalf can just call those eagles in. Lloyd's really excited about all the nerd references right now, <laughs> like with Adam leaving. Yeah, mm. he really is. It's, I'm not... Uh, I may... My sword actually, is glowing blue. I actually... <laughs> I <can't say> <laughs> Um, if it makes you Lloyd, I actually have a layover on the planet Klingon. So <laughs> nice. You, but you have to go back and refuel before you go. It's a little out of the way. It is a little out of the way. <laughs> All right, Lloyd. Okay. Um, baby slice. Yeah. But, well, I wish it, it isn't actually baby sliced. Uh-uh. My leg is still wet from last week. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll remember, last week Cameron uh, was you attacked by himself. a mountain lion. <laughs> And and urinated Snapple all over himself. 
<laughs> and it's been real humid. <laughs> and these jeans just still have not dried. Nice. Oh, man. Or uh-huh. doubling up and recording two podcasts in one day. That's that's preposterous. <laughs> that's, a, that's another theory. That could yeah. never happen. Yeah, that's utterly preposterous. Okay, and a, um, a th- an amusement park. I say we go for a trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> just let you go all the way through August yeah. to September. <laughs> let, let, heck, let's just finish out the year. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing going tonight. I'd love to sit in a hot room. <laughs> an amusement park in New York's Coney Island. Uh, has you know a new attraction. Is? Do I know where that is? Mm-hmm. No. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, like other than the, New York. <laughs> it's uh, like at the very, very far eastern edge of Brooklyn. Where, where the ocean is. Yeah. Okay. What's the ocean? The Atlantic. Okay. It's a large body of water. Okay. It separates <laughs> continents. Um, Don't so they, me surly. <laughs> they have a yes! new attraction based on the... Guantanamo Bay questioning in an amusement park. I saw this. The w- For a dollar, visitors get to look through a barred window on an interrogation enacted by animated robots where a hooded figure leans over a man in an orange jumpsuit, his face covered with a towel, and then his his body is tethered to a tilted plank, the light switch on in his face, and then water pours into his <gasps> mouth and nose, producing yeah. convulsions for 15 yeah, seconds. So they, no. wa- they waterboard. They have waterboarding robots. Yeah. The the most interesting thing about that to me, though, is that they have uh, like a little sign outside of SpongeBob SquarePants tied <laughs> tied to this table, and he's saying it don't it don't get mo better. It's it's. I mean. I would take that seriously. Yeah, it doesn't actually it's, say. It's not exactly a joke. I couldn't find you know. what amusement park it is. It like an amusement park? No, that it's, features it's just like, no, no, no. It's just like basically an installation art piece at Coney Island. Why at Coney Island? Be, because lots of people come there, I guess. But huh. it, it is like it's an artist who who did it. So let's show the horrible things we do to people. Right. So he's not he's oh, not okay. trying to make it like. This website, the website the I got family. that from made it out like this was just their new attraction. As no, if no, we got bored with Space Mountain. Have a look an, at this. It's an art installation. Lloyd, isn't that from a BBC website? Yeah. No. Yes. It's yeah. Not BBC Channel Four. All right. Okay, which, well, to be honest, is a little bit low grade. Yeah. So they probably don't understand. <laughs> and I don't care if you're America. listening. I actually do have a baby slice. Um, <laughs> John Edwards. Admitted yes. his extramarital oh. affair. That's true, but he has not said that the baby is his. Yeah. The, he's How saying horrible is he? The, you know, the kid is not my son. All I can say is that it's uh, it's fortunate for the Democrats that he was not their nominee. Right. right. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I mean, and there goes the VP thing. All the Republicans are like, yeah. dang it. Yeah, we've got ourselves, <laughs> a, got ourselves another little Gary Hart situation. Yeah. Anyone? It's horrible because he... His wife was going through cancer for the, like the last yeah, well, five years. Or he said like that, that she was in remission when this whole thing happened, and now that makes she's it so much better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's fine. It's fine. Don't oh, worry, that it's was fine. so considered yeah. a yeah, well, It really was. It's, so it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but no, actually, she's she's not doing so hot now. I guess, but she's known about this for a long time. I guess, like she's known about it for a couple of years. Even though it's ongoing, it's ongoing, and she knows about it. Well, he said it wasn't ongoing. He said it was broken off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's just going then, to visit his his child, who he says is not his child. Right. If it's been broken off and that's not your the, child, the, there's no reason for you to be going to that yeah. hotel. Right. He he says the kid is not my son, even though it's a girl. So. 
Billie Jean is not his lover. Right. But this lady is. But she's just a girl. Who says, who that, says that I'm the one. Right. He's the one. Yeah. But the kid is not his the son. The kid is not his son. Yeah. It's That's a, a good song. Let's listen to a little of that right now. Good stuff. Man, I have a hard time not getting up and dancing when I hear that. It's like he's Nostradamus. He was predicting this. You know, Michael Jackson, I feel, was one of the great cultural sages of our time. <laughs> you have to take that back. He predicted a lot. No. Like what? Um, the Heal the, the world? The, Come the, on. The, exactly. <laughs> he was or just the, a few years ahead of Al Gore. The girl was so dangerous that a lot of politicians are bad. Uh, yeah, that criminals can sometimes be smooth. <laughs> he wrote that song, PYT, about me. PYT. Pretty young thing. <laughs> about you. Yeah. That'll do it for Slices. Up next, Jesse and Kara. On the radio, what do you hear? You hear a man saying that the end is near. Turn on the TV, millions in fear. Meteors are falling, but the sky's still clear. You're listening to Tiny Masters of Today. <laughs> the song is Hologram World. And uh, all of these songs that I'm playing are on the sampler, the free sampler that they gave me at Lollapalooza. Yeah, the one that was just playing was Tiny Masters of Today. Yeah. Sound like the yeah, yeah, yeah's. Right. Uh, is that kind of their shtick? Uh, I didn't like the see them yes. perform live, uh, but it's featuring Karen O oh and Nick Zinner. Well, so. there you go. <laughs> that, <laughs> that explains that. It really is. Hologram World <laughs> featuring Karen O oh and Nick Zinner. Oh, wow. That, well, I guess uh, it makes sense then. Uh, I'll tell you, speaking of female... What is that? What, what kind of... what That sound, what would that be described oh, as? Oh, she's... They're kind of pr- like punk, I would say, that they're uh, like... That doesn't satisfy. I... They w- I would say they would probably describe themselves as a punk band. I mean, the yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, okay, so in yeah, that yeah. genre, female-fronted, indie punk, indie rock, whatever, I'll tell you who jumped out at me at Lollapalooza was The Kills. Yeah. It was awesome. Were you okay? Yeah. After I mean, they jumped was out? It like, why, why were they hiding? I, I had a fever. I don't yeah. know, you are a fever, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it, uh, <laughs> they were good. There's a lot of uh, females, like Cat Power and Duffy and... I guess that was it. Never mind. And, uh, <laughs> a lot of really so there, good hip hop. There are two others. I'll tell you, highlight of my life was the hip hop at Lollapalooza. We, we saw the cool kids. We were 10 feet off the stage, we, which was so much fun. What kind of levitation device were you using? <laughs> oh, jeez. So we're going to do this then. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I started it. It was uh, my fault. I saw uh, Lupe Fiasco, who was on the main stage back home in Chicago, dapper, all in all white. Yeah, he Just looks good. Just clean. 
Silver all shoes. white. Silver shoes. Everything else nice. is white. Suit. Three-piece suit. Yeah. Tie. The whole night. This is Lupe? Lupe. Oh, Live band. Lupe is he just owned the phenomenal. Stage. Owned it. Just phenomenal. I'd love to see him live. We saw Narls Barkley, who I wouldn't classify as hip-hop, but, you know, urban. Yeah. Narls Barkley is the reason why we went up there, because uh, back in, like, March, I was like, man, I want to see Narls Barkley this year. You know, I just had a to-do list of stuff I wanted to do. Sure. Went on their website. There were two domestic shows at that point. They were playing the Hollywood Bowl in September, and they were playing Lollapalooza. And yeah. I thought for the same price, My I could goodness. see 50 other of bands. Of course. Yeah, you know? Of course. So we went to Lala. They didn't disappoint. It was a They're great show. You know, they came out in gold coats with bow ties and everything, like white shirts and white pants. Their whole band was like in V-neck v sweaters. It was nice, really cool setup, live band. Uh, and then we saw uh, Kanye. Kanye was mm-hmm. awesome. Say what you will about Kanye. He puts on a good show. He rocked oh, it out. Oh, man. The guy's a consummate performer. Uh, Radiohead was there. They weren't hip-hop, but Radiohead. Uh, 225,000 people at Lala this year. <laughs> Sold out. Radio was there. Uh, Raging as Machine reunited. Did you did you uh, hang out for any of Rage? No. no, no. We had a really long day that day, and we just skipped yeah. it. Yeah, and, and I'm and a little bit regretting it just because. Yeah. When, when are you going to see a reunited Rage? You know. I, yeah, I, I never. I was never then. really into it. So but I, I was oh, like, back, if it was '98, I, I would have been all over it. But it's Heck, like, yeah, you know. But to me, bring a '98 back. You got a uh, Evil Empire. They stop <laughs> existing after Evil Empire. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather remember them as they were. Right. You know what I mean? So Zach was there. It was cool. Uh, um, trying to think who else. We saw a bunch of people. I mean, Explosions in the Sky and Devotska was really cool. And um, I mean, this is uh, Mark Ronson was there. I mean, this is a lot of lot of great bands. Uh, who made Milwaukee famous was there. Manchester Orchestra played. I mean, everybody. I mean, it, the music at Lala this year gave me hope for music again. That's awesome. And and that was the optimism that you felt in the crowd there. Like, wait a second. You know, you hear about the decline, the death of the right. industry. Every music festival out there had lower attendance, and it's just going away. Lala sold out. It had a great That's lineup. Fantastic. And everybody had a great time. Did you go to the after parties? No. Oh, you didn't go to Perry Farrell's after party. No. We that would have we been invited, a good party. That would have been a good party. We ended up going to the ESPN zone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple blocks down from the House of Blues. That's unfortunate. But it would have been a great party and... Uh, he's, he's actually had, a really great dude. He had MGMT DJing that party. Oh, that's beautiful. And MGMT put on a great show, by the way. I, I'm a big fan of their album, and I had real hesitation how they would translate it live. But they had like eight art, eight musicians on stage, and they were flawless musically. You could tell they're a little green interacting with the crowd in between the songs, but they were flawless musically. It was incredible. Like They deviated from the album. They took the songs new places. It was really cool. This is making me envious because I, I feel like I haven't had like just a, a stellar, memorable live show experience. Well, well I mean, since... Tom Waits last month since Tom Waits but you know I'm actually I'm running out of people on my list of these are people I must see live like before the cool I think thing Bob about Dylan's Lala, the one guy left yeah. for me the cool thing about Lala I thought was just like the ADD factor I mean if you have Mates of State playing at the same time that you know uh who were they? They were up against somebody that, yeah. you know, you had Explosion of the Sky and Brand New at the same, same mm-hmm. time. You had, you had to like choose between bands that you yeah. really wanted to see, right? Yeah. And you could stay. Everybody, I'll tell you this. I have never seen anything like this. It was precision timed. 
Every band started the exact minute they're supposed Nobody to start. Was late. Oh, oh wow, that's, that's fantastic. Kanye wasn't a minute late. That's that's that very really impressive. impressive. Every band, uh, the mid the mid tier bands played an exact forty five minute set. Fifteen minutes later, the next band started. Tell you what, not a minute late. Perry Farrell doesn't mess around. I'm t- I'm telling you, I I don't understand how or what the motivation is for that many bands to start on time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd think you'd have a couple bad seeds, a couple of them were hung over, a couple of them dragged out late. I didn't see or hear of one band starting minute. I late. wonder if they just tell you, like, look, you're not if getting you're, paid unless if you're, you're late, you then you forfeit your set. Yeah, you know? maybe something like that. I mean, all I can think of is something that drastic. Because yeah, I've rarely been to a concert that started anywhere near on time. Every band, including yeah. the headliners, every, everything. Well, I know things ended on time because it was downtown Chicago. There's a sound ordinance at. Ten o'clock or something like that. Well, everything ended that, by ten. That so. must be what it is then. Is it's like you're on such a tight schedule because you have to get in before that sound ordinance, and so everything has to start on time, or you're going to lose your set. Right. You know, because otherwise you're going to bump someone off the end. Yeah, ton, so. ton of dope bands. I, I've it, it really excited me about music again. I, I went back to my room and I was wanting to discover these bands I'm yeah. downloading their albums buying and downloading their albums <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean it's like it made me excited about music again and it made me it made me miss it I mean I, I love music but it made me miss the like last discovering few years. new music yeah. yeah like I discovered so many bands from Lala yeah. it was so cool oh, that's that's the greatest it's, it's really fun to discover new music it's also I think it's fun what I like to do is like work my way backwards with bands you know like if I, I get into a new band, I'm like, okay, who influenced them? And then who influenced them? And then who influenced them? You know? And I think that's a really, like, uh, fulfilling way to listen to music. It's just, like, working your way back and then being able to hear the genesis of how these people came to be. It was fun. Maya had an okay time. You didn't, You weren't really I a did. festival person. I'm not a festival person. But, but I liked Cool Kids, Lupe, Charles Barkley, and Kanye. I like Duffy, too. You like Duffy a lot. Yes. Otherwise, it's like, meh. <laughs> meh. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's uh, an inadvertent Lala update two weeks late. Um, so, yeah, those the songs that you hear, uh, you know, those are just bands I've played there. It's kind of cool. Without any further ado, we'll jump right into the segment that Adam and I recorded, and we excluded Maya and Lloyd for, and where Jesse calls in and Kara came back and visited. Here it is. Okay, so in this segment, we decided to uh, send Adam off the right way by, um, instead of looking forward, we decided to look backward. That's the way I like to live my life. Yeah. Um, just focusing on the regret, exactly. the missed opportunities, exactly. the bad choices. I like choices. to look back in regret. Yeah. And we decided what better way to look back and, and revel in all the regret than to um, bring back two lost friends, Kara Davis and Jesse Carey. Hello. Hello. Kara's actually here in the studio with us, and Jesse is on the phone live from wherever he ended up. He's actually <laughs> I, in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just, uh, yeah, just. I'm actually out on the street. Just <laughs> right now, it's amazing how you've been able to keep up with that cell phone bill, though, even being homeless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, Jesse, I want to know does your current employer know that you're not working right now? No, they don't until they hear this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your legal smoke break, right? That's right. 
<laughs> exactly. That's what I'm doing as we speak. <laughs> so, okay, let, let's bring everybody up to speed. Uh, we'll start with Kara because uh, she left first. She abandoned us first, as I like to say. Um, Kara, tell everybody what's been going on in your life since they last heard you here on the podcast. Well, I think I already had a baby when I left. You did. Yes, yeah, I still I'm, have. I'm that pretty baby. sure I remember that. You yeah. told you were toying with the idea of coming back, and then you said, "Forget this, I have a better option." So, w- yeah. wait, you do still have the baby? I do. I'm so proud of myself. I have not lost her one time. Well done. So you've decided yeah. to follow through with the whole raising the child. <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody the other day told me like getting a child is like getting a tattoo on your face. You got to make sure you want it. <laughs> I'm pretty committed to this thing. Good, and she's in the other room. Yeah. The I'm, child. Yeah, the she child. could be lost now. This could be the first time that <laughs> yeah. lost her. And, and uh, she had her first birthday recently. She did. She, she did. And she started walking on her birthday. She's quite the show off. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she just decided to use the party to debut yeah. her first trek. Right. Yeah. So, her birthday present was mobility. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little present from God. <laughs> So how's how's motherhood? I mean, for those of us who wouldn't know, um, it's great and frightening and awful and wonderful all at the same time. Kind of like working here, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> so nothing's really changed for you, right? <laughs> it, you know, it is pretty stressful. Like you know, in some ways, I feel like I've been on vacation for a year, and then other ways. You know, we I would love totally for you to come back to work, out. by the way, from this very long vacation. <laughs> when you're done with vacation. Right. <laughs> no, but it, it's awesome. I'm enjoying it. Okay, and Jesse, uh, where did you end up? I ended up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I would like to say officially to the listener that uh, this is the first time we've spoken, right? Since you this left? This is, actually. Yeah. So it's public. And a Facebook invitation. Oh, yeah? Are you on Facebook now? Yeah, I invited you. You accepted. I just automatically accepted. Probably get, you probably get gaggles of, like, click, click, click. Yeah, I'm up to, like, 1,200 friends. I was friends. in the bunch. Wow. <laughs> I'm, like, 12 friends. Oh, well, then I feel special. I should check in with you more. So, you're you're at CBN now, right? I am at CBN. And you're I'm doing... in the internet pro- uh, department. And that's different than CBS, right? Very. Or, uh, well, or we, TNN? We did Everybody Loves Raymond. We did Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, you guys do? Uh, How's Ray yeah, Romano so, to work with? Not well, actually. Uh, he's a diva. Is he? Well, yeah, you worked with Adam, really so you're used to that. Yeah, you you got a lot of experience handling me, you know. Ray Romano are similar in ways you guys couldn't even understand. <laughs> it, it, it's really eerie. So, uh, when did you go up there? Was it March? February. It was. It was uh, about halfway through March. I came. I came down here. And how's it so, been? Yeah, things have been going well. It's been going well. Yeah, Dan and I are settled in. Uh, she's working at a, actually at the company she used to work at. And I've actually run into a podcast fan before too, who recognized me. How did he recognize you by touch? With, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, in my face. He came up and uh, just started touching my face. Uh, was he blind? It was weird, but... Uh, a blind podcast fan? <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Well, I guess that, I that would here. actually be quite... That would make sense. Yeah, that, we're, the, we're better than TV. The fans. Yeah. That's actually really logical. We're huge but with the blind. touch my face, I don't know. <laughs> so, so, basically, uh, just came up and pawed all over you. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, did. is there a real story uh, here, or are we telling lies? Oh, do you want a real story? Yeah. 
Well, I did. I did have a story. When it happened, I was like, "This would be right for the podcast." And so I'm glad we had this opportunity. I was I was going to LA for something for work, and I actually ran into Flynn. Just toss that out there too, since turn on the podcast. Anyway, uh, on my way home, something I mixed up with my ticket, and they put me on first class, which I've never flown first class before. You know, especially from LA, I really felt like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So I'm like lining up at the jetway. You know what I'm saying? When they call your tickets, and everyone's like hustling and bustling. And the lady is really freaking out. She's like, all right, everyone just needs to back up. Unless you're in first class, you need to move back. And I wasn't trying to be, you know, I didn't want people to know, hey, this dude's in first class. But, you know, there's a certain uh, mystique that comes with a first class ticket. So I kind of brushed my way forward, and I accidentally bumped this really tall guy in front of me. And he was wearing, like, a blazer and baseball cap. And he was like, hey, hey there. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. And we just kind of started talking. Really nice guy, right? He didn't take offense to it. Dr. J. So I'm sitting. Bob Saget. Close. Uh. <laughs> so I take my seat. Wait, which one is wait, close? Wait, wait, Dr. Wait, J or Bob Saget? Let Kara say hers again. Bob Saget. Uh-huh. Bob Saget is what Kara said. Was, was that just a guess out of the blue? Yeah. Well, I'll say this. He went to the bathroom and immediate call, immediately clogged it up. He comes out of the bathroom, and he flags out a flight attendant, and he's like, we got a problem. I'm really sorry. He takes off his cap. It is, in fact, Danny Tanner himself, Bob Saget. Whoa! <laughs> How in the world? How in the world could she possibly have done that? You, you win something. You win those pony stickers. Absolutely true. It's Bob Saget. So I have like a diagonal seat behind him. And once they figure out the toilet fiasco, which is a while, uh, he comes and sits down. He's not even faced. It's like this happens to him all the time. It wasn't like he was apologetic or anything. He was just like, well, that happened. You know what I mean? But like, that's my life. <laughs> He's working on a new <laughs> Like anyone would do on a flight with Bob Saget, I was looking like, I was kind of that diagonal seat behind him. And, you know, first class has this big opening between seats. So I'm just staring at him the whole time like anybody would do. And he's reading The Hollywood Reporter. And I see him flipping through a page, and he gets to a page with an ad for his comedy special on HBO. And he just sits there gazing at it for probably five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's hoping for a full house that night. A bada bing! Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Remember that episode of Arrested Development where Tobias is just sitting on the couch reading Variety? It really reminded me of that. He was probably thinking, man, I could have wiped with this page. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was thinking he shouldn't have. Yeah, maybe he was thinking he shouldn't have because that's what clogged the toilet. <laughs> right. Good thing uh, I always carry a spare copy of The Hollywood Reporter. So really, this is what your stories have sunk to, is Bob Saget poop humor. <laughs> I think sunk or ascended to. <laughs> we kept it, we kept it G-rated before, before this. Yeah, well, look what they've done to me. Well, so <laughs> he pulls out his, his his MacBook, and he starts working on a script that I can only presume is the script for Dirty Work 2. If so. only. If only. Yeah. So you were behind him. Why did, Why weren't you reading the script over his shoulder? And copying it. I was, I was trying to, but uh, I didn't really. It was really weird. It was 
the, I'm not even making this up. The scene, it was, it was like a romantic scene on a mountaintop that I was reading. And I was like, you were, oh my I, gosh, I, just, I did. It was really it. hard to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's known for his complex uh, plot twists and turns. Yeah, it's true. If you've seen Dirty Work, you have to see it three or four times to really get the nuance. Oh, it's layered. Yeah. Well, that's oh. amazing. Yeah. Well, that Even didn't disappoint. I did talk to him after as well. Did you? About the poop? Yeah. Did he have you sign uh, a non-disclosure? Yeah, I just, I just wanted to make sure his health was okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, Bob, what, you know that's not, not normal, right? Yeah. Is everything moving okay there, Bob? <laughs> you have a lot of cheese. And, and he, said, he said, no, I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. we, we did, you, you I just saw it in his eyes. I was a big fan. Yeah, and he was actually really cool. So Yeah? Aside from the digestive problems. Did you tell him how much you love dirty work? Uh, I told him, I actually said my wife was, which Dana loves Full House and Home Improvement, but really, who doesn't? And he was like, really? That is awesome, man. That's awesome. Said, where are you headed? He was just like this. He was like, where are you headed? I was like, I'm headed to Norfolk. He's like, no way. I used to live in Norfolk. That is awesome, man. Like, it is good to meet you. You know he was on, on he was high. You know, you know that, right? Well, he Drink, he was, he was drinking a lot of Bloody Marys. Yeah. Was he really? Hey, That's I low. love Bob Saget. I think the guy's legitimately hilarious, and he directed one of my favorite comedies of all time. Dirty Work. Dirty Work. So, uh, what else should we ask Jesse here while we have him on the phone? Well, I haven't talked to Jesse either, I don't think, since he's left, except I did give him a call when the carnival was in town, because I just thought of him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was driving by. I'd give him a call, but I don't have his number. He didn't give it to me. Oh, man. He made sure when he left, he left no trace. <laughs> How's it go? It's a go. Yeah, Cameron actually has walked around the office before and been like, you know, you remember when Jesse blah, 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 and people actually answer like, I don't recall a Jesse ever having worked here. Who? Like, yeah. exactly. That's, that's what he instructed several people to do when he left. And like, they knew oh I was God, testing them. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, it has come up several times how, how hurt I was when you left. It's come up several times on the podcast publicly how hurt I was <laughs> and, and when you left. And I'm not joking. I'm sorry. Oh, man. There's, uh, there's going to be a lot of quiet weeping on this episode, too. It's, it's like my son betrayed always, me. It's where it always leads to. I'm just hoping you're actually going to turn out to be the prodigal. You know? <laughs> you're out there whoring it up, spending our money right now. But you're going to come back one day. That's Hanging what I'm around with that Bob Saget character. <laughs> Flying first class, blowing all the money, you know? Hopefully you'll come back. <laughs> well, guys, it was, it was great to catch up. I hope to do it again. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I'm sorry. I got to run. And he definitely transitions into leaving. Again. Oh, <laughs> later, man. All right. Cool. Thanks, Jesse. No, it's awesome catching up with you guys. I really mm-hmm. miss you guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I miss you. I legitimately miss you, Jesse. <laughs> I legitimately miss you guys. Anytime you want to do this again, let me know. Mm, probably won't happen. <laughs> Oh man! Adam's leaving. I'll tell you what, Jesse. You and I will call each other and just riff. Yeah, this is it. I mean, this is the last time these four voices will ever be together, Aww. ever. Well, we'll probably have like a ten-year reunion or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Depends on how the prodigal goes. I'll, I'll see if we can get the band back together at some point for a reunion tour. <laughs> for one more reunion yeah, tour. Yeah, maybe maybe on like the top of a building somewhere. We can go to our the blind schools around the southeast. <laughs> they love us there. All right, cool. Thanks, Jesse. All right, guys. Bye. Talk to you Good later. Good talking to you. All right, All right. see ya. Bye.
I love that it went from funny stories to, well, gotta go. <laughs> I think he actually did pull out the, well. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I, I, I enjoy uh, making a situation awkward with guilt. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He ruined noticed. his afternoon for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he ruined my life. <laughs> it's, the least, it's the least I can do. <laughs> He can go back to gadding about Norfolk and forget all about this. You have to live with his absence every day. <laughs> so he's in Norfolk? I thought he was in Virginia Beach. Is that the same uh, it's thing? About, it's like right around the same area. Interesting. I didn't know that. Um, we, could, uh, we could reminisce. We could reminisce. Take yeah. care. Okay, so do you remember the first time you met Kara? Uh, first time I met Kara, well, it's probably when... Was that the Tony we, Romas? Yeah, it's when we went to Tony Romas. Yeah. Uh, for the job interview. Which is no longer there. It's a Mongolian barbecue place. Mm. Uh, and honestly, retroactively, I would rather have had Mongolian barbecue. But uh, They don't have garlic butter at Mongolian barbecue. Thank you. I, but I, if you'll remember, I actually asked the waitress what the, uh, the absolute messiest thing on the menu was that was like least uh, least wise to order for a job interview process and i got like the buffalo chicken sandwich like okay what will make me look just absolutely unprofessional in front of people who are interviewing me for a job i'll take it this humor was very disarming <laughs> which was good because kara actually did have a, a shotgun level <laughs> when, when we first sat down she just activated she just still still had trained well, at me his humor yeah, disarmed it exactly she just put it and she was kind of surprised too she just dropped the the gun I disarmed her with my humor i remember i i actually i I will claim I found you. I, I had I'd inquired about yeah. you. Your job track up to that point had not necessarily brought you across our path for that particular job opportunity. And I remember Karen and I talking about you prior to meeting you with a little skepticism. Like, you know, maybe this guy, he's creative. Think. We can tell. Think. He's, you know, but we'll see. And I remember after that lunch, we, we, uh, we were won over. Aww. And I'm being entirely sincere here. Any amount of success that uh, that I had was due to just really, really good mentorship by you two guys. Oh. We agree. And that's that's entirely, <laughs> entirely and sincere. Exactly. Well, that too. Did he die? He did. And here's the thing that Wait, bothers me. When about was that. this? He died. Recently. He died October thirtieth. Right of last year and the thing that bothers me is this is right around when everything was happening and i wasn't in the office on halloween because i was about to go up to kentucky and that day the day of halloween i suddenly this it just hit me like oh my gosh i could have come into the office as a zombie goulet you know? i mean and it will never be that good and that timely again because i could have come in like don't know if uh, don't know if you guys heard but goulet died last night bad day for goulet but don't worry i'm back in zombie form i'm eating lots of brains of course i did that when i was alive but more recreationally I've got a whole new slew of spooky hits for you. (laughs) They did the The mash. mash. They did the monster mash. Goulet. (laughs) I I was like, literally, I was like laying in bed thinking about this. I'm like, why, like, of all the, the years 
to miss Halloween at the office. Adam, of, this, all, of all the things you should have been laying in bed thinking about <laughs> on that know. night. I know. I was thinking about how he could have been zombie goulet. Uh, but, and the thing that bothered me is it's like this opportunity never comes again. I could come as zombie goulet any other time yep. and it will never be as funny as it would have been the day after he passed mm, away. That's sick. I know. Oh, man. The thing that is so liberating in all this is that the usual slew of angry letters I get after I offend people <laughs> in every podcast now won't even come to me. I don't oh. have to worry about them. Yeah, they don't have a postal service in New Zealand. Well, I'm, I'm not giving the listeners my my forwarding address. Well, uh, when I get you on your little video chat, you're going to go ahead and just read you. them to yeah. me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I feel like, and correct me if, I, if I'm wrong on this, I feel like I'm the the member of the podcast who has elicited the most hate mail. <laughs> sure. I, I had a very interesting conversation with somebody that I respect greatly and he has he's he's older than I and then he and he has been listening to the podcast for a number of years. And it sounds weird to say that cuz it feels like we just started it. He had this very in-depth analysis of the podcast dynamic. Yeah prior to Kara and Jesse leaving and then now and uh, it, it has nothing to do with you and your hate mail but I thought it was really interesting he talked about that before every that the listener would know where everybody came from like mm. I would I would know Kara's perspective I know Adam's I know Jesse's I know Cameron's mm. and uh, and like Jesse would you know, say things or whatever and have a certain viewpoint and, and, and I would disagree with them and we sure. would talk about it and Kara would mediate. Yeah. And, and, and now, like, the dynamic doesn't have that discourse because no. it doesn't have the oversight of Kara. It doesn't have yeah. the uh, wide-eyed optimism of Jesse. Exactly. And I know the you, you know me. Of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like my liberal cynicism. I try not to let like, you go there on the podcast. Right. So and we stay away exa- from Well, exactly. It's like you've, you've got kind of the more moderate approach. Like Jesse is a bit more traditional and w- optimistic and I'm like the basically like Brian from Family Guy like the cynical <laughs> liberal and Kara's like the peacemaker um, it'll never it won't be the, it won't be like it was and we've had a blast over the last two years um, with yeah, this you this is and one of the most like just absolutely pant weddingly fun things I've ever done that's just and, the sweat well they can I mean you guys can vouch for that every week we come in here I have so much fun I wet myself <laughs> and the rest of the day is just weird for everyone <laughs> that's why you made Jesse touch you <laughs> you know what that means. Kara, Kara's like, you know, all of a sudden I feel less nostalgic about all this. Yeah. <laughs> Are you putting stickers on your phone permanently? I well, I hope it's not permanent. <laughs> <laughs> no, please let it be. I, I just like the fact that your phone will be able to be confused for a 12 year old girl's. <laughs> Um, but to the <laughs> to the listener who sent in those glittery unicorn stickers and um, My Little Pony stickers to us, they're awesome. They're here, and Kara has been putting them on her phone. Yeah. They've whisked her away to a land of magic and make believe. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Well, we will uh, we will not sub- subject the listener to any more of our uh, reminiscing and regret. Um, <laughs> many thanks to uh, Jesse for piping in for a few minutes and uh for (laughs) and and for Kara coming all the way over and it's been a blast to see you and have lunch with you today yeah thank you me back and i apologize to the message board people who i lied to i said i wouldn't come back and here i am really you did (laughs) 
Don't make promises. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm really Never glad you came. It meant a lot. It means a lot to us, and and it's yeah. What a fitting way so to uh, usher Adam out across the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll miss you, Adam. Uh, I'll miss you guys too. Oh, we have probably. video conferencing, so yeah, that's true. I'll ha- I'll have my video blog apparently. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. Up All next, right. uh, your feedback. I'm too fat to be a hipster. The skinny jeans don't come in my size. I'm too fat to be a hipster, and you perpetrate poses that direct. My name is Old Snap and I put it down. Wow, 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 wow. But with these jeans I rock, nobody's jocking my style. Style, 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 style. You're listening to Oh Snap. Oh Snap. This song is called I'm Too Fat to Be a Hipster. I heard it playing from the DJ stage at Lala, and it was the favorite song I heard oh, the entire day. It's such a great song. Cameron, the other day, I am to me. He's like, you need to come into my office and hear this song. It's going to change the course of your life. <laughs> and, and it did. But the funny thing is he talks about in the song that he's too fat for skinny jeans. It skinny says jeans. girls don't like fat butt squeezed in the skinny jeans. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the skinny jeans don't come in his size. Yeah, okay. right? yeah I have to wear um, baggy jeans because skinny jeans don't come in 42. 42s. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, immediately I was like, you know what? My last day, I'm wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> and yeah, and I'll have to say, it's been uncomfortable for all of us, not just you. <laughs> That's why I did it. <laughs> it was either that or short shorts. I, know, I was a little. I was like, he's going to come in short shorts I, today. <laughs> honestly, I really thought about it. I really thought about it. Well, normally we do your feedback here, but uh, truth be told, we're double dipping. And uh, we're recording two podcasts in one day, so we don't have any feedback from you. Um, so the the answers to your feedback you will hear in next week's yeah. podcast, which was funny because I believe they're like little little like dedications to me. So I will actually not be here to uh, respond to any of them. If only they had internet there, but I'll hear them. No, if I'll only hear they had them. Internet. <laughs> we have a couple packages here. Sweet. We got one from uh, Kate English from Boise, Idaho. Good name. <laughs> um, she wrote us and said, sorry this is a few weeks late. I'm sure you're inundated by sag clown oil paintings. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just add this to your gallery. If you're ever in beautiful Boise, look me up. I'm hoping that this painting is just one in a series. But it all depends on if I experience another oil painting mood or not. Kate English and she actually painted oh us. Oh my goodness, yes. that's amazing! A real life sad clown. Oh, sad clown. That is awesome. That is awesome. Oh wow, well done. He's got a bindle stick and everything and a top hat with the the, the lid partially detached. That's that, great. That is and it's perfect on, sad that's clown. Bible. It's Bible. on Bible pages. She ripped up the Bible oh, and put around man. it. Oh wow. Oh, that's just perfect. It's hot to the touch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he looks so sad. <laughs> He's got patched trousers. Makes me you so know happy. that after this, he's going to a rail yard, and he's going to boil and eat an old boot, and then <laughs> smoke a cigar butt he found that he holds on a toothpick. You're strange. Adam likes to make up stories. He's a hobo. People's lives. That's what he does. You're a hobo. <laughs> You're a hobo. Abby Miller wrote in. She sent us a package as well. She says uh, she thought about all the. F- she's from uh, Pennsylvania. And she says, uh, I thought about all the food that Philadelphia is famous for and would love to introduce you to it all. But cheesesteaks would likely go bad on the way to Florida. And Philly soft pretzels would get hard. Add to that water ice. (laughs) 
It is not like a snow cone, for the record. Uh, would melt and leave this box rather sticky, like my Snapple pants. <laughs> and some very unhappy mailmen as well. If I tried to send you uh, Pennsylvania Dutch food, I'm not sure you'd appreciate the chow chow. I think it's gross. And funny cake and shoe fly pie would end up smushed on the window. So what can she send us? So did you send us anything? (laughs) So I decided to send you the thing I miss the most when I attended college in Tennessee. They are tasty cakes, and they are way (gasps) tasty cakes. Way better than little Debbie's. Oh my gosh, tasty cakes! My favorite kind: peanut butter uh, tandy cakes. Yes, those are my favorite kind. Local favorite of butterscotch crimpets. That's my second favorite kind. I hope you enjoy them, and thanks for making my Monday morning. I kid you not; those are my two favorite kinds of tasty cakes. She just made Adam's last kid From Abby Miller. Thank so you, you, Abby. Thanks. Thank you, Abby. Man, thank you. That's amazing. So, uh, you know what's good? Put those in the freezer for like an hour. <sighs> so good. Just leave them there. Just try it. Just try it. Tasty you'll, cake. You'll thank me later. But you th- said, you know what's good? Is putting those in the freezer for an hour. And then eating them. And, and then eating them all. <laughs> And then, well, no, then just taking them out and putting them back in the box. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's fun. <laughs> Look, I don't know. Just try it. Jeez. Um, so that brings us to the end of an era. Oh. Aww. Not uh, not just a podcast. Yeah. I'd like to thank Adam Smith for sitting in with us for the last two years. <laughs> Glad I could fill in. Uh, no, seriously, if I could, just little last words. Um, may I? Yes. Yeah. The, uh, that was my version of a toss to you. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> still haven't uh, gotten it. I thank you for sitting in for the last two years. Yeah. It 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 took evidently it's taken me two years to get your verbal cues. Um, <laughs> not even. Not. Yeah. I haven't quite. I just thought the pointing would also. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> <give you> the <laughs> Lloyd, I think he's talking to you. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing. But, uh, at any rate, no. I I want to thank you guys, Cameron and Maya, for uh, taking a huge shot on me. You know, it was honestly a big gamble. Big to, shot at you. Uh, <laughs> you've taken a few of those. Those are behind your back. You've taken you a few of those. those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I hear things. They trickle down. But no, like just honestly taking a chance on a guy without uh, really any experience in the uh, the area I was in. It's the greatest opportunity I've ever gotten, and it's the greatest time I've ever had. Uh, last two years have been unmitigated joy on a professional level uh, sweet thanks. just absolutely greatest job i ever could have had and uh well let me throw that back right honored. at you i'm gonna i'm gonna take what you're receiving and send it back your way and just say that <laughs> <laughs> take what i'm receiving take what i'm take i'm gonna i'm gonna take what you're sending and throw it right back at okay. you i'm gonna scoot it right back your direction yeah. and say that um we had a hunch about you and we were right. Yes. Oh, and you, you, you uh, sur- surpassed or superseded or uh, whatever. Exceeded. Exceeded <laughs> all of our expectations. And well, thank you. Um, you left your mark here and you will be dearly missed. And uh, we're very sad for the, not, not just that you're leaving, but for the reasons that you're leaving. Yeah. And you will be in our hearts and minds and prayers. And I think I echo the sentiment of all the people listening. That um, you will not be forgotten, and we will be, we will keep you in prayer, especially over this next year while you're on this yes. grand adventure, uh, finding this your story, grand and somewhat foolhardy adventure. And uh, <laughs> when you land back stateside, whatever that looks like, you know we hope that our paths cross again for sure. Oh, and uh, I don't doubt they will. I don't doubt they will. Uh, you know, if there's one thing I've learned from Mr. Michael W. Smith, it's that friends are friends forever. <laughs> If but the Adam, Lord's the Lord yeah, that's, of them. that's the catch. The Lord has to be the Lord of them. <laughs> <laughs> are you planning on uh, Are you planning on losing your salvation? I don't, I don't know what you're going to do in New Zealand. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> is that, I thought it was outlawed in New Zealand. <laughs> That's China. Oh. Oh, man. I always get those two mixed yeah. up. Yeah. I, I could see how you'd make that. Yeah. Uh, that mistake at any rate it what uh it's been a thanks for a, interjecting that lloyd yeah. <laughs> i hadn't said anything for a while so i was like yeah. i've got to say something <laughs> these guys are getting all soppy in front of yeah. me i'm like you my know. pants are soppy yeah. oh. <laughs> from last week the mountain the lion snapple. please remember uh at any rate uh thank you everyone for warmly receiving me uh thank you for the people who've uh, kept me on my toes with hate mail um <laughs> And uh, just honestly, it's uh, it's been a blast to uh, be here, and whatever limited amount of entertainment you've been able to draw for me, I'm I'm honored by that. So, Kevin Eubanks, everyone. Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, thanks to Jesse and Kara as well, and. Um, I would say we'll see you next week, but most of the people you heard on the podcast, you won't see next week. A new season starts. A new era starts the next time you hear our voices. So please tune in. <laughs> It'll be great. Please I'm still- Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Lloyd Kinsley. And for the last time, I have been Adam Smith. <laughs> we'll see you. So, uh, you know, that'll wrap up this week's edition of the podcast. I, I, oh, my. They found me. What? what? I don't What's know how, on? but they found me. What's going on? The Libyans! 